Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday to you. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty with you today. First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're tuned in, whether online or one of our Super Talk affiliates. Kelly Sander will be joining me later in the hour, as he does each and every day. Opening segment sponsored today by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, our good buddies, and proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their delicious food seven days a week. You can uh, take it home. You can have it delivered to you at your home, or you can uh, eat in their dining room now with limited seating. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, always there for Southern Miss. We hope you'll always be there for Dickie's. All right. I'm very happy to have Athletic Director Jeremy McLean uh, make a return appearance to the Eagle Hour and uh, got him here for the next uh, few minutes. Jeremy, uh, first of all, thanks very much for your time. No problem. I appreciate the opportunity to visit. All right. So much to talk to you about, Jeremy. And, and again, we're grateful that you, you take the time always uh, to uh, to listen uh, to what we have to ask and, and to uh, spread your information and, and your advice and counsel to our listening audience. Uh, I, I guess the big elephant in the room is uh, 2,700 cases of COVID-19 in the last four days here in Mississippi. Just this morning, I read that Morehouse College in Atlanta has canceled all fall sports. Kansas State, Houston, Boise State, all putting voluntary workouts, uh, suspending that. LSU, 30-plus players uh, with COVID-19. 37 programs as of this morning uh, reporting cases of COVID uh, in their athletes as they come back for voluntary workouts. We've never faced anything like this, Jeremy. Where are we, and and, and what realistically uh, are your thoughts today? Yeah, uh, I think your point is a great one. We've, you know, we've never. There's no playbook here, so uh, we're we're obviously all trying to do the best we can to um, move forward in a way um, that allows us to keep everyone safe. And 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 you know, in some cases, has been more successful than others. Number one, I'll say, you know, we all expected to have some positive cases as we brought athletes back to campus, as we began to move into uh, having people back together. Uh, you know, and some of that is, is happening, I say a lot of that is happening away from our facilities, either before our athletes come to campus or maybe even uh, what's happening in the evenings if they're hanging out with friends and things like that. So, uh, so I say that to say I, it's not unexpected that we're having cases, uh, you know, I think it reiterates that we cannot control um, our student-athletes from the standpoint of, of every minute of the day. They have to be disciplined and smart about what they're doing um, as much as they are when they're with us. And so, you know, we're, we've expected that. Uh, you know, where it goes from here, I think, is the question. I don't – right now, within uh, within athletic departments, I don't think you're seeing a situation where it's too much to overcome or there's too many cases except for – you know, one or two outliers. What is more concerning is the number of cases that are happening in the community. 
uh, whether it be Houston or whether it be the state of Mississippi, that's concerning to me because, you know, we all hoped that by as we got to July and into July, we would be in a better place. And I'm not sure if that's the case or not right now. Obviously, the past week or so has been very difficult, uh, at least from a number of cases standpoint. And so I think for us, it is worrisome. I mean, I would be being disingenuous if I didn't, you know, if I didn't share that. I think it's worrisome. Um, I think we have to do a better job, uh, and I say we, as in the people in the state of Mississippi, a better job of protecting ourselves and protecting others and wearing, our, wearing masks and face coverings. And that's not something that's natural, and I get it. Um, but we have to do a better job of those types of things if we expect to return to any level of normal, and that includes playing football. Right. Uh, yesterday, Dr. Hobbs uh, reveals that uh, the, the, this big surge of cases that we're now seeing in Mississippi, the majority of those new cases are 18 to 29-year-olds. And, boy, that just hits dead square in the middle of the college world, does it not? It does. And, and I'm no, no expert, Bob, but I would, if I were uh, making an educated guess, I would say a lot of that just has to do with them getting back together um, and, and hanging out with each other. And, and that is you know, that is what college-age students do, right. college-age kids do. And, and that's, again, I think you saw, and I, I'm going to use LSU as an example, I think they said, hey, they feel like as they began their contact tracing that most of their cases came from uh, being at a, a, a bar, you know, in the evening. And so anytime there's a large group of people, I think you run a risk. And uh, I think that's what we're seeing. And I think that age group is, you know, they were they – were, more tired than any of us of not having social interactions. So when we, you know, when we began to lift some of the restrictions, I think they, uh, as you would imagine, were very quick to try to get back together and, and, and socialize in a way they, they had, had missed doing. So I think it's, it's the direct result of, of that. You're 100% correct. That's exactly what he said yesterday, that, you know, it's a result of, of kids getting together in big groups and not social distancing. You're 100% correct. Have, have there been any positive cases with your athletes that are now back on campus um not yet we haven't had so uh i suspect we'll have some i'm just going to be you know be very honest i i I would wish that we wouldn't but i feel like we'll probably have a few as we move forward we haven't um had any positives as of today and uh but i do expect you know for us to have a few and uh, over the course of um you know the next few weeks or so i imagine we'll find out that we have a few what is the testing protocol at USM, Jeremy, that you guys have in place? Well, we're doing daily symptom checks and, and temperature testing. Now, we are doing rounds of testing at various times um, to try to kind of keep keep track of where we're at. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where – and that's what we've done up to this point. We've had no one with symptoms or temperature issues. Uh, once we get through, you know, kind of a round of testing – you know, there may be some asymptomatic cases that we find, which, again, I feel likely that we will. Um, but that, that's been our approach to this point, you know, based on the counsel uh, of our medical staff um, uh, on campus and in the community. And so, but we've been fortunate up to this point. And uh, I do think when our, our student athletes have been with us, our plan when they've been working out and conditioning has been a good one and has helped protect them. But just like everyone else, we've got to continue to encourage them when they're away from us 
to have discipline and, and make sure they take care of themselves. And obviously, I think it's an obvious question, but you you are testing and monitoring your staff, your equipment people, your coaches, people in your office, correct? Yes, we are. We are monitoring and, and very and very saying anybody who has contact with our student athletes is getting the same symptom uh, temperature ch- uh, temperature checks, just like our student athletes are. All right. Now I know you. I know you can't tell me what's going to happen, and and that's that's perfectly understandable. But I, but I did want to ask you this today. What I talk to a lot of fans, and uh, for obvious reasons, a lot of the guys that I know are are my age guys. You know, and uh, they're the longtime supporters at Southern Miss. We're the guys that have been around. You know, since the eighties. We we love Southern Miss football. Uh, what what advice though do you have to those people about buying season tickets if they are concerned about the virus and the prospects of being in a crowd? Yeah, here's what I I would say about that. I completely understand. Number one, and and um, you know if if someone doesn't feel comfortable, then I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I, I wouldn't want them to be there if, if they don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we obviously want great crowds, but you know, it, this is about personal health and safety. Um, so I would say this, I, I would encourage, uh, you know, people who, who continue, want to continue to support the program to buy season tickets, um, if they're able. Um, and then, and then as we get to that point, then we're, you know, things are going to shift and change. I just want everybody to be prepared for that, but I hope that we can create a situation where they are comfortable enough to come out and enjoy a game. And so, uh, we really need people to continue to support Bob. I mean, that's a we're 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 facing a situation where, let's say, for example, if we end up with fifty percent capacity um, in our stadium, you know, you think about our first three games, and I'm not saying that's where we're going to end up. I'm using that as just a sure. an example. You think about our first three games, which really were scheduled to probably be three of our better crowds that we've had in quite some time with South Alabama, Jackson State, and 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 Louisiana Tech. Um, and, and so if we begin to have to size down the, the crowd, then that's a huge revenue hit for us. And uh, when you're on a lean budget already, uh, once you start seeing those revenue hits, it becomes really difficult to do things in the manner you want to do them and to maintain what you've been doing. So I, I want to encourage people to continue to support if they're able to buy season tickets and, and just know that we're going to make every good faith effort to keep it as safe as possible uh, once, we get to, uh, once we get to game time. Okay, Jeremy, we've got a short three-minute break. Have you got a few minutes? We can keep you a little longer. Okay, we're talking to Athletic Director Jeremy McClain. So much right now in the world. Jeremy, i got to tell you, if you'd you'd have told me six months ago that we weren't going to have a game to report on, but there would be lots of news about sports, I would have thought you were crazy, but that's where we are. (laughs) We'll continue with Jeremy McClain in just a moment. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. We're talking to Athletic Director Jeremy McLean. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Greatest selection of 
Southern Miss Apparel you'll find anywhere. You can shop online at campusbookmart.net or in person on Hardy Street across from the campus. Also want to thank DBAT and D1 Training Facilities for their sponsorship of the show. They're one of our newest clients, uh, DBAT, providing state-of-the-art uh, baseball and softball training. D1 providing training for all athletes of any age. Great facility on Hardy Street, and uh, we hope that uh, you'll take advantage. Jeremy, you were an outstanding baseball player yourself at a very storied uh, program at Delta State. I guess you'd have loved to have had a facility like DBAT or D1 to go to. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I tell my kids all the time uh, when we talk about uh, working and training and just kind of access. I, I used to throw to an old tire set up on the back of a barn, and that's how I practiced. So that should date me quite a bit. I didn't have any. I didn't have the access that these kids have these days. Uh, they really do, don't they? And uh, boy, these are two great facilities here. Well, look, we appreciate your time very much. Uh, uh, you guys are dealing with so much right now in athletics, and, and obviously uh, COVID-19 is a big deal, but there's another big deal right now that uh, is circulating around uh, athletics in our state. We had, uh, I, I think, 46 coaches and administrators at the state capitol yesterday uh, encouraging the legislature to change the state flag. And so, so Jeremy, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of social media, particularly on TeleSouth social media, uh, they've been doing a lot of reporting on this and, and and reading comments from just hundreds of people from Mississippi. And I got to tell you that that the reaction's sort of mixed. You know, some say sure. that's great. Others say, please don't mix my sports that I love with politics. Where do you stand in all of this? Well, you know, first of all, let me uh, let me say obviously I think the stance of the university has been pretty obvious. Um, so I don't know that I have to reiterate that. Right, right. We feel like it's time for a change. I think from a personal level, I feel exactly the same way. And, and you know, I've lived 40 years of my life in the state of Mississippi. I'm a sixth-generation Mississippian. And so I feel like I'm pretty qualified to speak on um, how I feel, at least, as a Mississippian. And, and you know, to say let's not – let's not bring sports and, and, and this issue together. Well, it, it, you can't separate them because people are affected by the flag. And a lot of those people are young student athletes. And obviously the NCAA decisions and the Conference USA decisions, uh, SEC have, have, you know, forced us to have some additional conversation about how those, how those issues intersect, but there's no way to separate the issues because as human beings, people are affected and our young student athletes, many of who are African-American are, are negatively affected by the state flag. And mm-hmm. so to say, let's keep the issues separate is uh, to me a cop out, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and, and, and I, I'm going to support our student athletes, but, but even more so I want people to view Mississippi the way I view it. And I've been fortunate enough to travel around the country, played baseball in many places around the country, had a chance to obviously visit a lot of places in my current role. You know, people, their perception of Mississippi and what we really are is so far apart that it's painful. And to spend so much of your time, you know, defending your state, to people who have no idea what it's really about 
is is really difficult. And, and so think about, you know, the issue with the flag. If if we can do something to improve the future of Mississippi, to move forward, to have people view us in a different way and begin to really appreciate who we are as a state. I think, I mean, for me, on a personal level, that's, that's the gist of it. Right. It's obviously about oppression and, and, and people, you know, 45% of the state of Mississippi view that flag as uh, oppressive and, and associated with, you know, probably more than that. But I'm just speaking to an African-American population. They view that uh, in a negative way. But even on top of that, there's the economic issues, the perception of people outside of our borders that, you know, we have an opportunity to do something to, I think, better the future for Mississippi. And, and I, I so hope and pray that we can get there. Right. Jeremy, before Conference USA made the announcement that they did, which obviously pertained to Southern Miss, just like the SEC announcement pertained to the other two schools, did someone from the conference reach out and let you know they were about to do that? They did. And they did. In any way, did 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 this bother you? The fact that the university has done everything it can. It it, it took the flag off the campus several years ago uh, and has no control over what the state legislature does. You d- does. Did you feel in any sense that put the school in an in a in an unfair position because you can't make the legislature change the state flag. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I, there were some, you know, uh, feelings of, of angst there and, and, and uh, frustration because, you know, again, the people who are going to be negatively affected are our student-athletes. Mm-hmm. And they definitely can't, you know, they have no opportunity to, to make this change. And so there's frustration there for certain. Um, and I don't mind saying that. I mean, to... You know, to kind of be singled out about something that, that, you know, the people who are going to be affected by have no control over is difficult. Uh, at the same time, you know, I understand there's a bigger picture here. And, and so whatever frustration exists, um, I can personally put that aside to be focused on the bigger issue. And I think that's what we have to do. And, uh, you know, again, there's frustration, but but we've got to stay focused on what the bigger issue here, and, and uh, that's kind of the way we've approached it. Right, and I think it's fair to say that no university has done more in the state of Mississippi to put all that stuff in the background and have a united, uh, diversified, loving campus than Southern Miss. Jeremy, I was in school uh, at Southern Miss. I'm going to really date myself back before – Back in the late 1970s, when Aubrey Lucas had the foresight to uh, to yeah. put a referendum before the students and, and change the mascot, thus the name Golden Eagles. So fair to say, is it not that Southern Miss has has uh, has never has never done anything but want to be inclusive and welcoming to everyone? Uh, I think you're right, and I, I haven't seen anything that would make me think differently. You know, I think we've oftentimes been ahead been ahead of the time, so to speak. As you referenced with uh, with Dr. Lucas, uh, obviously, you know we we um, stopped flying the flag on campus five years ago. Uh, I think we have always tried to be uh, proactive about being inclusive, and and I I, I I take great pride in that from a university perspective. And uh, I think you know that 
legacy has continued with Dr. Bennett and decisions he's made. Um, and, and I think we, the University of Southern Mississippi is a great representation of the state of Mississippi. Um, our makeup of our student body, again, how open and welcoming we've tried to be. And so I, I'm, I'm very, very proud of that and, and proud to be associated with the university. Right. I, I could not agree with you more. All right. I've got just a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you something on a little lighter note, but I've, I've just dying to hear your opinion about this since I found out you were coming back on the show. So Major League Baseball is coming back, Jeremy, and they want to try to shorten the games. And so one of the things we hear they're going to do is when games go into extra innings, they're going to put a runner on second base put one out on the board, and play the extra innings like that. Now, as a guy that just truly loves baseball, Jeremy, that ain't baseball. <laughs> well, let me tell you, as a former pitcher, that definitely is not something I would be for. <laughs> I don't, it's hard enough to keep those guys from scoring without uh, letting them start with someone on second base. You know, they did this in the minor leagues um, over the last couple of years, some of the lower levels, and um, kind of toyed around with that idea. So I wasn't shocked when I heard that. But you're right. That's not baseball to me, and and I know I'll, I'll be I'll be uh, you know be okay with being the old guy in this situation. Right. But uh, there's some things you just don't need to mess with, and I definitely don't. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not for that. Yeah, don't mess with baseball, and I don't want to speak for him, but I'll bet we can both uh, figure out what Scott Barry's opinion about those <laughs> uh, those rules would be. Right? I would think so. I, I think he'd be on the same page. Right. Hey, Jeremy, I thank you so much for your time. You'll answer every question we ever ask you, don't matter if it's happy or not. Or not so, and uh, we really do appreciate that about you, among other things. And uh, I thank you for being back on the show. Yeah, appreciate you guys. All right. Jeremy, thank you. Jeremy McLean, everybody, the athletic director at the University of Southern Mississippi. I don't mind saying that Jeremy McLean is a breath of fresh air. Uh, for Southern Miss, uh, we should all be very happy that we have him, and uh, he's accessible to the media. Uh, not that that's that important to most of you, but it, but obviously it is to us. Uh, he's uh, he's young, he's energetic, he's very very bright, and uh, he is just a great representative. We're good hands. The athletic department is in good hands with Jeremy McLean at the helm. Now, I can't say the show will be in such good hands when Kelly Sander comes on, but uh, he's next. Top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Our sincere thanks to Jeremy McLean for giving us uh, 30 minutes of his time. Truth is, he'd have stayed on the whole hour if we'd asked him to. Uh, so accessible, and we're very grateful to him for that. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, and people we like a lot there as well. Great plate lunches Monday through Friday for $8.95, according to Kelly Sander. Uh, and great food at night. Some of the best uh, shrimp pool boys you will ever ever stick in your mouth 
uh, pools, darts, entertainment, adult beverages, and Southern Miss memorabilia. I just can't think of a better place to hang out. Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Uh, we hope that you'll go down and see the guys down there real soon. Tell them uh, that the Eagle Hour said hello. All right, uh, my buddy Kelly Sander joins me. Kelly, great conversation with uh, great conversation with uh, Jeremy McLean. Uh, you know, the COVID thing, obviously, a great concern to him. He, like everybody else, doesn't um, doesn't fully know uh, how to proceed or, or or what to do. And then we talked to about all the coaches yesterday being in Jackson. And uh, I was telling him, you know, the social media is about 50-50 on that. Some people very critical of the coaches being there, others supportive. And, and I told you this off the air. I haven't really said this on the air, not that my opinion matters. But I blame the legislature for all of this because this is something they could have addressed 10 years ago. And, and this could have been – they could have had the foresight like Aubrey Lucas had back in the late 1970s to change the mascot at Southern Miss – and we could be avoiding all of this right now in Mississippi, but uh, as you told me, that's 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 uh, the definition of leadership: being proactive, not reactive. And and most politicians are are reactive because they're so worried about you know how it's going to look and how are they going to look and will it affect their reelection? Um, and that that's that's unfortunately the way a lot of them are programmed. Um, right. Right. So th- there's no easy job. There's no easy job when it comes to this uh, no. virus situation. You know, I feel sorry for Jeremy because since the, the minute he's gotten here, he's either been hiring coaches or <laughs> de- dealing with. You know, he's got to think, what did I do to deserve this? But it's yeah. not. It's not just it, being the athletic director at Southern Miss would be being any athletic director at this point right. in time. It's it's right. tough. Well, I know you're. I know you're a well-known social butterfly over in the ATL. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, as a matter, Mor- of fact, I'm, matter of fact, I'm heading there tomorrow. As you know, Morehouse College uh, in the ATL announced right. this morning it's canceling all fall sports. Surprise you? No, and I and I think, uh, Bob, I think there's going to be more of this coming. Um, you know, when you look at these, and, and Jeremy McLean alluded to it earlier, you know, that as these numbers continue to go up, I think in Mississippi today there was, uh, you know, 500 and yeah. some more cases today. Which certainly isn't a thousand, and we're thankful for that. But it is still more cases as these numbers begin to spike again, and states kind of rethink their reopening uh, plans. I think there's going to be more schools, you know, doing this because it's just it, the logistics of having. Let's just use football as an example. The logistics of having a football season with fans is is almost insurmountable. You know, with teas being crossed and eyes being dotted and keeping everybody safe. And it's just so, you know, and if you allow fans, how many do you allow? And then of those, you know, who do you allow? Right. I mean, it's just. It, you ever think that maybe the best thing, you ever think that maybe the best thing to do would be to just call off everything and then, and reschedule it in 2021 when supposedly we're going to have a vaccine. I think by default, I think, you know, now there's sporting events are going to try to happen. Uh, just today, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, talked about, you know, the, the Indy 500, which was originally scheduled for May. They, for the time being, have moved it to the end of August. But, but they are going to limit the crowd to 175,000. <laughs> now, <laughs> limit your crowd to 175,000. Right. So, so for the... For the four hundred thousand reserved seats, how's that going to work? 
I mean, if all 400,000 who have reserved seats want to still go, then what do you do? You right, know? right. So, man, well, there's, there's still just – but I think when it comes to football in particular, it's, it's becoming more problematic. Right. Not, not less so. Well, always, always in the lead, always breaking barriers and always leading the way is the Mississippi High School Athletic Association. You have some news from them. They, we talked yesterday on this very program about their social media publication saying that, so that you know that the Mississippi High School Activities Association was planning on going ahead with football as scheduled. Well, 24 hours later, and of course we mentioned yesterday that people who were so optimistic didn't read those three words as of now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in just 24 hours, that as of now uh, is becoming more. More and more big because the public in their social media releases today it said we are aware of the uptick in COVID cases and will continue to reassess our plans hmm. <laughs> going Boy. forward. Boy. So at this point, and I'm not and I'm not making fun of the MHSAA. I'm just saying anybody that has half a brain knows that we don't know. Right. All right. <laughs> we still don't know what's going to happen. Right. So, I mean, I know you want to have some information, but just don't know where this thing is going. And until it, until the target stops to where you can focus in on it, uh, it's going to be tough to be able to say anything that's going to hold hold its weight. You know? Right. Right. Uh, what, what What's your thought right now, Kelly? If someone were to say Kelly Santer, come September the seventh, whatever the date is. We will or we will not be going to football games. Well, you know, I've said this from, from the get-go, and, and I have to you know, step on the accelerator when I say it because people want to run me over. But, and you know this, Bob. I've, I've been consistent. I don't think we're going to have football this fall. Right, right. I just, particularly high schools. Again, I think we'll have the NFL in some way, shape, or form because there's just so much money there. Um. They've got the mega TV contracts, and again, they could schedule pay-per-view, you know, do some things like that, maybe not have any fans or limited number of fans. But the high schools have got to be able to play with fans in the stands, paying customers. Um, and again, I hope I'm wrong. I capitalize that and underline it three times. But as, as evidenced by the, you know, and Dr. Dobbs, who's becoming a, you know, a rock star on these uh, updates with Governor Reeves, He's working with the MHSAA and athletic directors and coaches to try to develop some type of protocol that's livable. Okay, but then even but then if even if they do have fans, are you gonna you know are you gonna are you gonna go? I mean, I don't I don't live in fear. I, I certainly would go. I'm not in an at risk group yet, but but there are some people that are still very leery of it, and I and I get it. And you couldn't blame them if, if they didn't want to go. But you say high schools have to have fans, but don't schools like USM have to have fans too? Well, sure, sure, but I mean, but I mean, you know, high schools don't have mega businessmen to be able to cut checks for a million bucks to help them stay afloat, right? You right. know, um, it's, it's generally the, the mom and dad, so you got to sell those tickets. So, and again, if you and of course in the high school football game, a lot of the parents that come, no disrespect to the football players. But a lot of the players, a lot of the people that come are parents of the cheerleaders, right. the pom-pom squad, the marching band, you know, all these support groups, right? So 
if you if you're going to allow fans, <clears throat> like we mentioned yesterday, the AAC has already said they're going to limit how big marching bands can be. They're going to limit cheer squads. They're going to limit you know pom pom teams. So that at the high school level, that's fewer and fewer parents then that are going to come if their children aren't allowed to perform. Right. Um, or or just fewer will perform. So the high schools are the ones that I really feel bad for because, you know, particularly in Mississippi, where the poorest state in the country as it is, and the high schools, they just don't have any money. Right. You know, any extra money, anyway, to be able to, to float themselves. Right. So it's imperative that they play with fans. One thing Jeremy said, too, in our interview with him, uh, and I really hadn't thought about this, you know, he, he there's some pretty good home scheduling set up. The first three games at M.M. Roberts are supposed to be Jackson State, South Alabama, and Louisiana Tech. Uh, and as Jeremy said, they're really looking at those games to be revenue games for them. Uh, and so, boy, I'm telling you, it's just so much on the line, Kelly. And and I don't know I don't right now I don't know how schools are paying their bills, right? You know because because other than than football, you know the baseball program at Southern Miss financially is on pretty good footing. Well, they played what a, a, maybe a fourth of their games, correct? This correct. year, that's right. um, so that's there's revenue that that they haven't gotten, um, and you know because of the pandemic, sales tax revenues are down. Yeah. Um, so there isn't as much money to to well, yeah. at, at, at some point the Piper's got something's got to give. Well, and you yeah. make a great point. You bring South Alabama in here; they're going to bring fans. Louisiana sure. Tech is going to bring fans. Those are people that will be eating in restaurants, staying in hotels. You know, so so it's just it just multiplies itself. It's it's not just it's not just how much money do we lose in ticket sales, man. It it ripples all through the community. And I do, I do, uh, I like Jeremy McLean a lot, and I've said, and I, and I really shake his hand because he turned down the opportunity to play the University of Phoenix. He did, um, unlike yeah. someone else we know in the state, correct? <laughs> correct. Isn't that right? Unlike some school up north, it's, uh, oh, 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 I can't remember. It'll come to us in the commercial. It, it, it'll come to us. All right, Kelly, come up with something really interesting, funny. And a great way to end the week. I'm going to give you uh, four minutes to do that. Thank you, Hanlon. I'm going to work on it. All right. Kelly Sander, everybody. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Last edition of another week of the Eagle Hour. TGIF to all our Eagle fans across the state. We're glad you're with us each and every day. And uh, we're working to uh, try to keep you entertained and uh, bring you some stuff of interest uh, when there are simply no games uh, to report on. Kelly Sanders going to have us a good story here in a moment. I'm hoping it's not the one he shared with me <laughs> during the break, or this could very well be the last Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by uh, Hattiesburg Toyota, or Toyota of Hattiesburg. Uh, great selection of uh, inventory. Uh, one of the finest uh, makes and models of cars on the highway today, of course, are Toyota. Uh, Dependability is legendary. I'm sure their service department has very little to do because I don't think they ever break down and uh, we want to thank Hattiesburg uh, Toyota, Toyota of Hattiesburg, 
for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Okay, Kelly, I gave you four minutes to come up with something that is going to make us have a smile on our face as we end the week. Well, let me just kind of piggyback on what you were saying about the, what I was talking about in the break. To breathe easy. Breathe easy. My <laughs> <laughs> well, heart skipped a beat there. So. No, no, I know that. Okay, That's okay. Breathe easy. I just have to tell our listeners, every time I tell Bob a story, his response is always the first, his response is always, hang on, let me sure the microphones are off. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yes. Exactly so, right. Once that's taken care of, then we, we move forward. Correct. Um, interesting, you know, the, the, the flag topic, Bob, that has come up, we talked about all the coaches being there yesterday, including Southern Miss basketball coach Jay Ladner, who was scheduled to be on the Eagle Hour uh, yesterday. Talking with some, I actually got to talk to some state legislators, um, you know, yesterday about the the whole flag issue, and um, they they w- were telling me that what was pretty interesting in the feedback that they got from their uh, constituents was, you know, if if you think the flag needs to be changed, then let's change it. But interestingly, they said that several of their constituents said, change it because we think it needs to be changed for the benefit of some of the you know, residents in our state. Do not change it because you're being held hostage by the SEC or Conference USA. Great point. Which I thought, you know, I, I thought that was really a good thing. And several people have said, and I think, I think Jeremy McLean, you know, w- would agree that for these, we talked about it on this show, how it's not for the conferences to get involved in state politics. It's kind of like, you know, in your family. If, if you're having a family get together and you want to bicker and fight with each other in your family, that's fine. But you let somebody from outside the family pick on your family, then it's a different story, yeah? No, you're so, 100% right. Yeah, so, I, so, so, so I'm glad to hear people told their legislators, you know, if, if it'll, you know, if some of the residents of our state who we love very much are bothered by the flag, then certainly let's change it. But don't change it just to kiss the tail of the SEC and Conference USA. Right. And look, no matter how you feel about the flag, what the SEC did to state in Ole Miss and what Conference USA did to Southern Miss, in my view, is simply wrong, Kelly, because they're they are threatening these universities over something the universities have no control over. So how do you threaten to take something away from from you or me if we have no control over meeting what it is you're demanding? And and certainly if the universities don't have any control over it, the the backup shortstop shortstop or the backup right fielder sure no, doesn't, no, sure doesn't have no, any That's over exactly it. correct. Right. So so you're either in there to benefit the college athlete or you're not, you know, and uh, don't you know they, they don't have any dog in this hunt. They don't have any control over it. Leave them alone, you know. Well, you put uh, them in, you put these kids in bad positions too, you know, because you know the you know these kids want to play sure. and, and they don't want their team penalized for for something that you know that maybe they want the flag change, but I'm sure if you ask them, they don't want their team penalized. If the people in, who get paid to pass laws in Jackson don't get it done, and if, and if we can put it in a college sports context, and again, you know, no disrespect to our particular family, but it's one thing for the SEC to say it, right? Right. Because when it comes to finances, that's clearly one of the big dogs in college athletics. 
But for lowly and hapless Conference USA mm-hmm. to, to flex its little measly teeny muscles, you know. Against its a, charter member, Kelly. Against yes. the most loyal member they have had since they formed their stinking conference. In, in fact, aren't we the only ones left? I think UAB was a charter member, but okay. I think those are the only two. But I'm going to tell you this. For for the first 10 years of the conference, Southern Miss football carried the conference. And if you really want to be honest about it, for the last 10 years, the baseball program has carried the conference largely. Uh, so it, it, to, to single out USM, I, I just thought it was outrageous. Yeah, in fact, all the other teams used to call it Conference USM. Correct. That's exactly you know? correct. And and maybe they should have thought about that uh, wherever the conference headquarters uh, are at. But, you know, they've done what they've done. The school's done everything it can do. And now the now it's just out of everybody's hands, Kelly. It's uh, but, but, in, but in the words of the late, great Bill Sanner, my father... This to Conference USA. Just who in the heck do you think you are? Right. Or in the words of Ben Willoughby, it's always something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kelly, you have a good weekend, my friends. You too, Bob. Thanks. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.